So I, uh, us youth pastors, we like to joke around that the day after Christmas is Youth Pastor Sunday. Um, but today, Pastor David decided to call in the big guns, the better Garza. Um, and I get to introduce my father, Nick Garza. Um, but before, before he comes up here, um, just to give you a little something, something. Um, he is the, um, the church network director and national Hispanic spokesperson for Convoy of Hope. Um, and I'm sure he'll explain what Convoy of Hope is a little bit. That is an initiative that we here at church give to, that our youth give to through Speed the Light missions um, and things like that. Uh, my father, I, I have seen firsthand uh, his work ethic. He has taught me what it means to be a man and to work um, Man, I just, there's so, so much that I could say. From, from working in the fields uh, with his uh, migrant farmer family, picking asparagus, to now having a doctorate of ministry from Fuller Theological Seminary, I have seen uh, everything. I've learned everything from this guy. Um, and real quick, I'm going to tell a funny story, all right? Because why not? So we, uh, we, I didn't start the church. My father and my mother started a church in our living room when uh, I was a, a young kid. And we grew from that church to, uh, to renting a different building, to renting a different building, to leasing another space. And I remember, and I was in high school, uh, staying up way too late, playing video games uh, and other things. <laughs> um, and then waking up on Sunday morning at like 6 a.m. to shower and get ready and go make it to church for worship practice at 7 a.m. Our worship team, you guys got it easy. Uh, <laughs> so teenage Anthony running on four hours of sleep on a Sunday morning, just got done with the worship set, sitting in the front row. This, uh, this church building uh, was a renovated gym slash dance studio, and so there was hardwood floors. Right, And I'm sitting right there in the front row, and of course, I'm dozing off. Right there in front of my pastor, dad, father, doctor. And he's preaching, and he makes a point, and he goes, boom! And I in the front row went like this. And uh, that wasn't for the church, that was for me, because his son was falling asleep in the front row. I'm not gonna fall asleep in the front row today, and I hope that you don't either. Uh, so without further ado, would you give me uh, help welcoming my father, Pastor Nate Garza. Yes, I will stomp now and then. Uh, before we get started here, I just want to thank High Point Assembly for all that you've done over the years for missions, all that you've done for Convoy of Hope. Uh, this church is mentioned with a big smile on Hal Donaldson's face because they were members here when their daughters were really little. As you know, they, they tend to grow up. They're married now. Some of them have master's degrees. Some of them are running portions of Convoy of Hope. Um, and... You know, Red Bluff has a special part of that. So we're very, very grateful for this church. And last year, uh, we had the most amazing giving year ever in the history of Convoy of Hope. And I want you to give yourselves a hand for that. Um, the major portion of that was due to the church's response to Ukraine. And I can honestly tell you that God is moving in Ukraine. And you watch bombs on TV but God is filling up altars with people that are coming to Christ. Amen. And their own government is saying, if you need food, find a church, because they're the ones that have food. And you keep sending food to places like Ukraine. Uh, last year, there was a huge hurricane in Florida, and the church stood up and said, we're going to help. And uh, Toby Mack, some of you know who that is gave us this song to put together a video to say thank you to the church. Hey Amen. Would you stand for just a moment? Would you stand to your feet for just a moment? I want, if it's possible for you physically, to just lift up your hands for a moment. And let's just thank God that 2022, we made it, that we're here. Just give God thanks for a moment. Just say thank you, Jesus. Some of you have been through some things in 2022 you never thought you'd get through, and here you are today. Proof that there's a living God, 
a living God that loves you, that is with you. He's with you in the good times. He's with you when you're broken. He's with you when you're struggling, and he's with you in the victory. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. You deserve all the praise and all the glory. Lord, I didn't do it on my own. I didn't do it because of my friends. I did it because Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the rock. And our feet are on solid ground. We're not on sifting sand. We're on solid ground because Jesus is our rock. You are our true foundation. And we give you praise, Lord. We give you honor and we give you praise. Come on, church. Raise your voice right now and give him praise. Give him honor. Give him glory. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves the highest praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Before you're seated, I do want to read one verse to you. If you'd open up your Bible to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 19. Look at your neighbor and say, 23. 23. Anyone in this audience who is into any kind of shoes, you got what the young people call shoe game. That's what we used to call it. Shoe game. Understands that the number 23 is like no other number. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Number 23, Jordan. Uh, Us older folks, we watched Michael Jordan when he was in college, when he started the pros. These young people, they have no idea no idea what it's like to watch someone live dominate a game, but they understand what it is to have costly sneakers because Jordan, Jordan was so good that his tennis shoes are still selling at an all-time crazy rate. I'm talking you could pay $6,000 for a pair of Jordans that are very rare, and people will do it with a smile on their face knowing that they could wear them a few times and sell them for even more. That's crazy, right? Pastor Nick, what in the world does that have to do with church or Jesus or anything? I, I just am crazy enough to believe that 2023 can be the year that you cross your Jordan. I, I, know, I know that's corny. My kids are going to tell you, oh, Dad, come on. But I'm serious. Why? Just look at your neighbor and say, why not? Why not 2023 be the year that you finally cross your Jordan, that you finally enter into a new level of promise, that you get what you've been praying for, that you and your family serve the Lord, that your marriage becomes a marriage that everybody can look up to and say, Jesus is in that marriage, that your family is the kind of family where people know that you've been through some things, but God is with you. What if 2023 is the year we cross our Jordan? Amen? Amen. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Everybody say, new thing. thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I love that. Don't you get it? Don't you see it? Don't you understand it? Don't you perceive it? It's springing up now. Then it says this, I am making a way. If it was me saying that, I would want no one in this room to trust me. Well, maybe my kids. I'm making a way. It's nice when someone makes a way for you. It would be nice for someone to pay off your tuition. It would be nice for someone to fix up your home for you and you didn't have to pay anything. But when God says, I am making a way, there is a way that God sets up that is like no other way. Amen? There is a path he has in mind for you that's like no other path. It says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God, we give you praise for your word today. Let it be planted deep in our heart. Let 2023 start off with a bang. And God, let's take on the enemy and let's take back what belongs to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, this is gonna be good. And you may be seated. Hey, I am excited about Jesus. There is one thing that I could get really excited about. I'm hoping for the Cowboys, but I could get really excited about Jesus. Because to be honest with you, the Cowboys have let me down. But Jesus never has. Hello? 
There are days that I don't know if Dak Prescott is going to be the man that he's supposed to be, but I know Jesus won't let me down. Amen? I know some of you are having a lot of faith in someone by the name of Purdy, and it sounds really pretty, but Jesus won't let you down. The Niners may let you down. The Raiders may let you down. Jesus will never let you down. Jesus is absolutely perfect. He is undefeated. He's not only starting in the game, he scores the most points, gets the most rebounds, blocks out the most people. Hello? Sets the best screens. Jesus is absolutely perfect. Perfect in every way. And some have wondered, how can a perfect God allow such an unperfect world to exist? Instead of asking that question, you should ask it this way. How can we survive an unperfect world without a perfect God? Because ladies and gentlemen, the world isn't perfect and God didn't make it imperfect. We have. We have. Your perfection or imperfection doesn't take away the perfection of God. Did you hear what I just said? Your lack of faith doesn't make God any smaller. Okay, I'm going to go home now. (laughs) My faith doesn't make God God. He's God all by himself. My faith gives me a connection to God. But God is God all by himself. He's perfect all by himself. I don't make him, I'm going to say a really dumb word here. I don't make him perfecter. He's perfect all by himself. He's all-knowing, present everywhere, limitlessly powerful, amazingly loving, forever patient. Someone say amen. Amen. Supremely gracious, bride-preparing, ransom-paying, people-redeeming. Peace producing, abundantly blessing, grave conquering, death defying, sin obliterating, King of kings and Lord of lords. Ladies and gentlemen, he's perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect. He's the savior of the whole world and promises to be your personal friend. You don't have to have an imaginary friend. You don't have to imagine God. He exists. And he's there. And one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. He will take us to a perfect place. There will be no more sorrow, no more tears, and joy unspeakable. We're going home one day, ladies and gentlemen. We're going home one day. Heaven is our home. However, God wants us to have heaven here on earth through us, the believers in him. We are to establish his kingdom every day as we walk and we talk and we give light to this dark world. And you may, you may wonder, how in the world am I supposed to be a light if I have so much of my own stuff going on? God will get you through your stuff. Trust him. And he will make you light. You're a walking, living testimony of a perfect God. This life isn't easy. There are challenges. There are pits, obstacles, and things that hit you out of nowhere. Sometimes how we react to life's lows pushes us to our divine destiny. It's all about how you react to things. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? He will get you through. See, your turmoil can lead to your transformation. I'm going to say it again. Your turmoil can lead to your transformation. Your test can lead to your triumph. That thing that is tumultuous can be the very thing that takes you to your greatest turnaround. God's about to turn all things around. He is the God of the shift. Amen? He's the God of the shift. I'm not talking about a work shift. I'm talking about a life shift where literally you were headed this way and God says, "Uh uh-uh, no more. And you headed an extreme other way. That's God. You see, God is in the transformation business. God doesn't want to date you. He wants to marry you. He doesn't want to hold your hand. He wants to hold your heart. He doesn't want to make your stuff better. He wants to make you better. Amen? 
So look at your neighbor real quick and say, Happy New You. I want this to stick from from today to the day you go to heaven. From now on, New Year's Day, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, Happy New You. Happy New You. Because how many of you know God is making all things new? God has the ability to make all things new. And I know we've all done it before. We're probably going to continue to do it. But, but Jesus, Jesus wants to change things. Jesus doesn't want you to make resolutions. Jesus wants you. Amen? You see, sometimes... I have, I've had the moments where I'm trying to get new things from God or make new resolutions as if I could do things all by myself, right? I'm trying to do new things, but God is saying, you can't handle new things till I make a new you. Amen? Until you're new, and new things would not quite fit. But when God makes you new and adds new things into your life and new dimensions into your life and new walks with him and new gifts of the spirit and all of that, amen? When he does that, then all of a sudden you're able to handle everything that God, I'm going to say this, wants to dump on you. You see, you're not here just for you. You're here for all the people around you. And if God doesn't have you, then he can't help the people around you. I'm a believer. How many believers do we have in the house? You, you see, it, 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 it's kind of like we're the weirdos now in the U.S. Because I believe in a virgin birth. It, it's kind of crazy nowadays, right? There are more people that believe in aliens than virgin births. But I believe in a virgin birth. But I, I got good news for you. The baby grew up. Jesus isn't that little baby that's prayed for in some dumb movie. Jesus grew up. Somebody should have laughed there. No, I guess nobody watches. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in a Christian church. You guys don't go to movies. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> there was a movie that, that, that my, you know, my cousins told me about where somebody prays and they, and they say, oh, dear baby Jesus. And then they argue about, well, Jesus grew up. And he said, no, no, I want to see Jesus little, you know. And some of us just want Jesus to stay little. And to stay precious so that you could hold him. But he doesn't want you to hold him. He wants to hold. He grew up. He was an example. All the way to his death. Death on a cross. He was an example not only in death but in resurrection. And he's coming back for this church. He's coming back for this church. I believe the word of God will never be outdated. I believe that the definition of humanity is not fluid. It stands on the principles spoken by the mouth of God and delivered to us over thousands of years by his Holy Spirit. My opinion means nothing compared to the word of God. What I think about the word of God isn't as important as the word of God. How I interpret the word of God is not as important as the word of God. Everything needs to flow from the word of God, not about my opinion about the word of God. Hello? So we stand against a society that says that my opinion is the most important thing in my life. Amen? We're weirdos because we believe. We believe. And I'd rather be weird on my way to heaven than to be the coolest guy on earth and spend my eternity in hell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I actually believe that God can change this world. I still believe he could change this world. I believe he's going to change this world. I believe that God can change circumstances. But the most powerful statement I want to convey to you today is that God can change the world. He can change circumstances. But more importantly, he can change you. He can change you. And so many people have believed the lie of the enemy that you were just born this way, that you can never change, that you have all these hangups and all these issues that you can't get out of. And God says, I have come to give life and life abundantly. I have come for one thing. I have come to change people. Transformed people can transform the world. Yes, he can make you 
new. In Exodus 34, God tells Moses, he tells him this, I'm about to do things I've never done before. (laughs) You see, if I told you that I was about to do something I've not done before, you probably wouldn't be that impressed. But listen to me, God tells Moses, I'm going to do something I've never done before. What if this was the year that God does something he's never done before in your life? How many of you would invite that? God, do something in my life you have never done before. He wants to do a new miracle in you. He wants to make you a new miracle. He is the God of the miraculous. Now, I I happen to work not for, but with Convoy of Hope. I I have taken this new year as, as an opportunity to take new ownership in what God has done with this particular ministry and with our partners, your local church and others, because God is a God of miracles, ladies and gentlemen. In the midst of a pandemic, feeding more people than we've ever fed before, listen to me, responding to wars, responding to hurricanes and floods and places in this world where we can't even mention because it's illegal to be there. Doing all those things, God has provided nearly 75 million extra dollars to build a brand new facility so that we can have more food, more office space, and touch more ends of the earth than we've ever done before. God is the God of the miraculous, and it's not just Convoy's miracle, it's your miracle. If God can do it for them, he could do it for you. If God could fill up trucks, he could fill up your house. If God could fill up uh, empty bellies, he could fill up this youth group, this church, this adult group, uh, your ladies' tea. I, I, I want it to be so you can't fit anymore. The harvest is a huge harvest, ladies and gentlemen. The laborers are few. Get ready. Get ready for new souls. Get ready for new faces sitting by you here in church. Get ready to give up your seat. I've tithed 15 years. I, this is my... You didn't buy a seat when you tithe. You do that unto the Lord. That seat belongs to the next person to get transformed. Amen? You want to have an exciting church? Watch souls come to Christ every single Sunday. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll give you a new perspective. God is doing a new thing. So happy new you. Happy new you. The cross is a guarantee that you can change. Grace doesn't just get you in the door. Amen? It is there to help you grow. God wants you to be reminded of who you are. Are Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Thank God. And every now and then, if old things try to raise up, punch them, keep them down. You know the old saying? No use beating a dead horse. Actually, there is sometimes. Because the old stuff has a way of haunting. Smack it around in Jesus' name. Keep the dead things dead. Am I preaching to anybody here? Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's like you had the ghost of Christmas past visit you quite a bit last year. Reminding you of who you used to be. And you start believing the lie of the enemy that you can't change. But God says, I have come to change. I have come to make life new. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Amen? Oh, man. I got so excited I skipped a point. Let me go back just a little bit. Is that okay with everybody? So number one, number one, sorry, PowerPoint people. He's doing a new thing. Look at your neighbor and say, he's doing a new thing. As I read, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He, I feel the Holy Spirit so much. I just started scrolling, right? He is making all things new. He's doing a new things. Number two, he's making all things new. Look at your neighbor and say, all things 
He's making all things new. Revelation 21.5 says, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Not some things, all things. Hello? Hello? Some of us are at the age where, God, just give me a new hip. (laughs) Believe it or not, I've been asking him for the last few weeks just to take this pain away from my hip. I don't know what's going on, but he does. He can make all things new. Amen? Some of you young people say, new hip. Forget about that. I just want new shoes. Look, he can make all things new. All things new. But he's thinking about you when he says this. If he can make all things new, he can make you new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Write this down, because it's trustworthy and true. He can make all things new. So, happy new you. The cross is a guarantee that you can change. Grace doesn't just get you in the door. It is there to help you grow. God wants you to be reminded of who you are. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? All the old things have passed away. That means you can be brand new. A businessman tells a story of a warehouse property he was selling. The building had been empty for months and needed repairs. Vandals had damaged the door, smashed the windows, and and threw trash around the interior. As he showed a prospective buyer the property, he stated that he would replace the broken windows, bring in a crew to correct any structural damage, and clean out all the garbage. Forget about the repairs, the buyer said. When I buy this place, I'm going to build something completely different. I don't want the building. I want the site. God isn't coming into your life, ladies and gentlemen, to come and repair damaged windows. He's coming to make all of you new. And sometimes we need to shift in our prayer. Instead of saying, God, can you help me with this one thing? You need to just say, God, can you make me new? Because believe me, that one thing that you're worried about, if he makes you new, it's going to be taken care of. Somebody say amen. Amen. Someone say amen. Amen. Believe it or not, I I, I know that there are there are married couples in this room that are that when their when their spouse says, Hey man, I'm gonna just I'm gonna change this couple of things that I got going on in my life. I'm gonna stop these habits. Be much better if you just changed all of you. Because the habits would go away with it. And what would rise up is the Christ in you. And believe me. Jesus in you is way better than you by yourself. Amen? Hmm. Romans 12.2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to change your mind. Hey, don't go to high point. They brainwash you there. Oh, we don't brainwash anybody. We allow Jesus to change the whole brain. I don't want my brain washed. I want a new mind. I want a new mindset. I want to think his thoughts like he thinks. I want to see the world through his eyes. I want to have compassion on the poor the way he does. Amen? I want to give because God's a giver. I want to love because God has perfect love. I want to rejoice because God rejoices. And the Bible says he dances over his children. That's how much he loves you. He gives you such joy. You know what's going to be depressing? Tomorrow morning when we get up in our own bed in Elk Grove, California, just two hours away, and our grandson isn't in the house. Because we've been spoiled this whole week and have had our grandson in the house. So when I get up in the morning, I could walk down the hall, grab the baby, let, let the parents do whatever they want to do, and we go into our bedroom and we get grandma and grandpa time and nobody else is there. It's going to be depressing. He's not going to be there. He excites me like I've never been excited before. I look forward to just holding him, to just watching him, to just seeing the way he reacts to things. And I know there's a lot of smart babies in this church, but this is the smartest kid I've ever seen. I believe in him. I believe in his future. He makes me rejoice. He makes me laugh. If he's hurting, he makes me cry. 
That's how God feels about you. I'm not the smartest baby in the church, though. He thinks you are. He treats you as if you were. Well, I'm not perfect. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if we had perfect people, there would be no need for church. Jesus himself said, I've not come for for the healthy. I've come for the sick. The church should be the best hospital in town. The church should be the best mental health clinic in town. The church should be where you relieve all your stress. The church should be the place where we continue to allow God to make all things new. That's what this church is about. That's what Pastor David is believing for. For a place that we could call home, but we could invite others to come home. Amen? And find in 2023 a year that we can cross our Jordan and see amazing things happen in our life. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up at this time. In the only anointed movie Disney ever made, The Lion King. Mufasa appears as a vision to his confused son. And he says these unforgettable words, remember who you are. Here's who you are. I am God's child, John 1.12. I've been justified, Romans 5.1. I belong to God, 1 Corinthians 6.20. I am assured all things work together for good, Romans 8.28. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God, 2 Corinthians 1.21.22. I am confident that God will perfect the work he has begun in me, Philippians 1.6. I am a citizen of heaven, Philippians 3.20. I am hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3.3, 3. I, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline, 2 Timothy 1.7. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me, 1 John 5.18. Listen to this. And this verse, what I'm about to say isn't about how you feel, it's about what God says about you. Let God say what you are and then catch up to what he said. And he says that you can say, I am holy and I am blameless according to Ephesians 1.4. Wow. You don't feel very holy today? How many of you believe God can change things? So when you say, I am holy, you're standing by faith in what God is doing, not in what you've done. I'm holy. I'm blameless. And finally, I have purpose. I have purpose. Ephesians 1.9 and Ephesians 3.11. The Bible is filled with new things. He says, you're a new creation. Amen? He says... Doesn't it say something about sing unto the Lord a new song? It says that Jesus came to establish a new covenant. We love to sing, as it says in the scriptures, mercies, his mercies are new every morning. He is the God of the new, and he could make you new. I'd like you to stand with me. How many of you know and have been encouraged that it was a good day to come to church? If you're like me, I am so interested this morning in not only dedicating this year to God, not only dedicating my family and my stuff to God, But this morning, I want to dedicate myself to God. One of the best days for pastors, because there's way too many funerals today. (laughs) So one of the best days is when we get to dedicate babies. Because we're praying over and hoping over a new life and saying we dedicate. But ladies and gentlemen, none of us remember that day, especially if we were babies. This morning, would you 
take a moment and dedicate yourself to God. And if you don't feel new, he still says you are. And this morning, I believe that God is going to shift things and change things. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, listen, I, I don't need any points. I, I don't go home and say, well, man, I have three more souls for the kingdom. God is going to be in charge of keeping track of what my life has done and what your life has done. So I don't even need you to lift your hand. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as Savior, it is the first step in becoming new. The very first step in a life change is inviting Jesus to just take over. There's going to be a sign over your heart that says, under new management. So right where you're standing, and believers, if you could help, help by just repeating this prayer quickly for anybody around you that is not a believer. And if you pray this prayer for the first time, please find a staff member and say, man, I accepted Christ today and I want to grow. But right where you are with every, every eye closed, and if you don't mind lifting your hands, we're going to start this altar call this way. Say, Jesus, I need you. There is no way to change by myself. I accept what you did on the cross for me. I confess that I am a sinner that needs a Savior. But I also confess that you are that Savior. Today, let me begin my walk with you. Write my name in the book of life and help me grow in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't mind, this morning, we would like to close our service this way. If you have someone near you, dear to you, a family member, if you're by yourself, <laughs> if you're with a family member, take their hand and just find a space up here at the altar. If you are by yourself, just find a place up here at the altar, especially if you're saying, I'm going to dedicate myself to God this year. I want the God of change to give me a brand new breakthrough like never before. And ladies and gentlemen, today it's an all-participant altar call. So don't stand there going, man, I wish my cousin would go up there because he really needs Jesus. This is for all of us. So come find a place. You say there's not enough room. We'll make room. We'll make room. If you have to stand in the aisle, we'll stand in the aisle. We're going to make this whole place an altar. So would you just come as they begin to sing? I want some prayer warriors and staff members when you feel led to go pray with people. But believe me, the Holy Spirit is going to do something I can't do by laying hands on people. He's going to touch hearts. So if you're kneeling or you're standing, what I want you to focus on as we pray is God, make me new. Make me new. Jesus, we stand before you right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place to do surgery on our hearts, to do surgery on our minds, to begin a new way of thinking and a new pattern of living that will change and make 2023 the best year of our lives. In Jesus' name. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you 
holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love my favorite so lift up your hands and this little bridge let's sing it together and let's just invite the Holy Spirit to do what these words say
There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We thank you that this walk doesn't depend on us on our own. We thank you that your work is finished, but it continues on a daily basis as we lay our lives before you. Holy Spirit, let this be the day that marks a brand new season of change and growth and developing in your love and in your grace and under the canopy of your mercy. Devil, we don't pray to you, but we do speak to you. And we rebuke you and your plan over us and our families in Jesus' name. We're sick and tired of your manipulation. We're sick and tired of the way you come in in, in such a way that it looks like it would profit us to actually believe what the lies that you're telling us. We rebuke you and we stand firm on the rock that is Jesus. We stand firm on the truth that is Jesus and we stand firm that our identity comes from him and not by the manipulator. In Jesus' matchless name. Lord, bring healing right now to hearts. Bring healing right now to hearts. Lord, don't only fix the, da the damage, fix the person. In Jesus' name. And we will give you all the glory. And we will give you all the honor. In Jesus' precious name. Precious name. Before I dismiss, they're just going to put a few more words on the screen because we want to be prepared for this year. So I, I played around with the word prepare. And here we go. First thing we got to do this year is pray. Pray different, ladies and gentlemen. Don't pray like he's Santa and you're expecting him to deliver some things. Pray to just get to know him. Listen when you pray. I love saying this. My wife teaches it every day in school. You have two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk. Listen to God. He'll speak to you. Pray. Read. Read your word. If your eyes fail you, listen to it. There's all kinds of devices now that you could listen to the word of God, but read the word. I, I don't, I'm not really interested in how much. I'm interested in how much of you you put into it. Amen? Feed yourself from the word of God and you'll produce and digest what he can put into your life. Pray, read, expect, expect, expect things to happen. I love the person who said that, that the atmosphere of the presence of God, the atmosphere is that atmosphere of expectation. When you come to the house of the Lord, come expecting. Come expecting God to say something to you, to deliver someone, to set a captive free. Expect God to show up each and every day. P, push. Yes, push through. Push through. Push through whatever it is that seems to be in your way. Because God has not given you the spirit of fear. Amen? God is not, he's not putting things in front of you so that you can stop. He's putting things in front of you to teach you how to get over them or push through them. And you can do it in Jesus' name. A, accept. Accept. Just accept what God is in your life. Don't accept the circumstance, accept Jesus. And he's the one that'll guide you through the circumstance. That last R is respond, and I put the word different. Respond different. If last year you responded this way, this year respond different. How do you do that? By allowing God to teach you how to respond correctly. Amen? If something bad happens, change it. Change the way you would respond. 
Oh, well, my wife was just reminding us that my father-in-law, somebody stole his chainsaw once. And some of you, if you ever had your chainsaw stolen, you would say, yeah, that's why I own a gun. I get it. But my father-in-law would say, they must have needed it more than me. How does someone say that? Because Jesus got a hold of them. It's the only way. Respond different. Somebody cuts you off on the freeway, respond different. Instead of using that one finger you shouldn't use, just say, they must be in a hurry. Jesus, help them get there. As you respond different, your heart will change. Amen? I know that's hard. Believe me, I know it's hard. But we have to learn how to respond as Christ responds. And the final E, experience. In 2023, let's experience everything that God has for us. Amen? Let's experience everything that God has for us. Don't look at other believers and say, well, I wish I had what they had. No, God, let me have my experience with you. That, it's not a selfish prayer because when you experience God, you're going to be better for the rest of us. Amen? Man, I want people to look at you and say, hey, something's changed about you. Did you cut your hair? No, I just let Jesus cut some stuff out of my life I didn't need. Amen. Amen. Would you raise your hand for a blessing? I want to pray to be dismissed and pray a blessing over you the way I used to do it when I had the privilege of pastoring a church. We love you. We love your pastor. I'm glad he got to spend some time and do what he needed to do so he could come this year and just rock this place with powerful messages every Sunday. When you get a chance, tell him, hey, that pastor that you brought, Anthony's dad, uh, he said thank you for trusting him with precious, precious people that you love. In Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May everything that you touch turn to gold because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world world high point (laughs) you're blessed greet a bunch of people on your way out in Jesus name amen amen